0: Welcome, everyone, to the My Bible Works podcast. I'm your host, Cub Cooker. Welcome to my channel. Welcome to this very special podcast. We do this podcast once a week, uh, normally towards the end of the week. This week, I'm doing it towards the beginning of the week just because of timing um, and a lot of stuff going on in life. But I do this once a week. We dive in to the Bible together and more of a proper Bible study. Now, every other day of the week, You get my video blog uh, with my thoughts. I share Bible verses on that as well, but I kind of focus on that as a life application, kind of join me in my walk type thing. And on this podcast, this is a very special dive every week, a very special ministry of my channel here. Um, And I just want to make sure that we're all in a meditative state when we move into this type of Bible study together. And I want to do that once a week with our community. So without further ado, let's roll the intro. Welcome to My Bible Works. In this tribe, we believe in exploring the word of God as divine expression. We believe the way of Yeshua embodying the fullness of Yahweh. In gratitude of the love we are given, we focus on things above. We read scripture as treasure, both ancient and mystic. Join me and let's explore the deeper meaning of scripture hidden in plain sight and consider subscribing for more. And welcome back everyone. Again, my name is Cub Cooker. If you haven't met me, welcome. I'm glad you're here. I'm going to dive into the slideshow today and share with you a verse that's going to start our time of meditation here. So just dive in with me. And we're talking about entertaining angels unaware today. Hebrews 13.2 in the complete Jewish Bible. But don't forget to be friendly to outsiders, for in doing so, some people, without knowing it, have entertained angels. Now, the typical application of this verse to our lives is obviously what was in the image there. Uh, If you're listening on the podcast, then I showed an image of a homeless man sitting on a bench. And we often go to that place of, uh, you know, if we stop and give a dollar to that guy or girl on the street corner... Uh, do we go to the soup kitchen? Do we uh, do something extra special for the holidays? Uh, that type of entertaining angels. But I want to dive in today and look deeper at the real everyday entertaining angels ideology that comes straight out of the Bible. And by looking at this, it's going to help us because my channel is dedicated here to helping us live a biblical life live a life of overflow a life that god desires for us and that's what we do here at MyBibleWorks. bible.works uh, if you haven't joined it's completely free it powers this entire ministry it's over at www.mybible.works it's an online community bible study This is the perfect place where you can chat with other people. It's off of regular social media platforms. It's its own social platform. And you can communicate with other believers just like you. Whether you're trying to learn the Bible to help you live a better life within your marriage or a better life within your job or maybe your business or as a leader in your community or maybe even as a leader in your church, then MyBible.Works is the perfect place for you interact with other believers as you grow in your faith. So if you don't know me, my name is Cub Cooker, and um, I'm big on finding the hidden biblical laws of overflow that I believe and I've seen and I have experienced are in every line of scripture in the Bible. And we look for these all the time. We don't look at the Bible as a doomsday document or a judgmental force to be reckoned with. We look at it as a document that allows us to tap into the overflow that God desires for us to build his kingdom and become his children. So that is what I'm all about here. Uh, Today we're gonna dive into Angelology 101, Entertaining Angels Unaware. Uh, This is going to be a wonderful episode. We're gonna try something a little different today. Uh, We're going to be reading a much longer scripture than normal, but it's going to give us the context that we need, and uh, we're going to move into it with a time of meditation, as I invite everyone to do every episode of this podcast. So breathe with me, clear your mind, clear your hearts, and take a moment to say this, I am affirmation with me. Now I've recently replaced my disclaimer, which God put on my heart that by starting and disqualifying myself and applying descriptions from the world to who I am, I was not becoming who he wanted me to be. And so my disclaimer before this were things like, I'm not a pastor, I'm not a scholar, I'm not this, I'm not that. Do your own research, dot, dot, dot. And it was really on my heart that this is hurtful to my soul, hurtful to my ministry, hurtful to what God has called me to. So join me in this brand new, life-changing, it's already changed my life within this last week, Hidden Biblical Laws of Overflow, I Am Affirmations from the Bible. I am the image of God I am a disciple of the way I am a student of scripture I am grateful for all creation I am a wellspring of love and light and I hope you said that with me because that is going to move our hearts into a place of oneness with God and that's what this bible study is all about I love it when you join me on the vlog and we and we do the daily walk and kind of the ideas and the cool things that I find but once a week I want to stop and meditate on God's word and that's what we're doing is we finish up this New age to Jesus series. We've done a lot in this series already and uh, in fact the podcast has evolved quite a bit from when we started when we started we were actually doing this podcast daily. But then God put it on my heart to do kind of this daily walk video blog and then do this podcast once a week with a highly researched meditative time where we can really look into the word of God. So today we're going to get back into angelology versus messengers and we're looking at messengers today. As we wrap this up, I hope you've enjoyed studying this time with me and getting into the word specifically in this gear of focus because I notice all the time on my phone I'm on different apps like TikTok and Instagram and there's a very deep culture of esoteric knowledge that's kind of surfacing again and the new age is becoming a very very attractive thing to a lot of people, Uh, and I would say young people, but it's young and old alike. And so I felt the call to expose what the new age is and what ideas that we really are missing and need to adopt into our daily walks as believers, as leaders, as servants of God. And so it was very important for me to kind of dive into this with the idea that I know and I believe a lot of this esoteric stuff, but I also apply it through a biblical lens that we're told to apply it through. Um, And we don't hear that in church. We're not going to hear that. It's easier to say stay away than to say here's how God desires us to use this or honor him through this. And so that's really what this series has been about. The next series we're going to be going through, we're going to start an actual book of the Bible and go through the entire book We're going to do that um, once a week. We're going to go through another piece of that book, and we're going to do that through the holidays. So uh, very excited to start that. So today, let's dive into Genesis 18 in our time of meditation here. Genesis 18 in the Christian Standard Bible. Abraham's three visitors. The Lord appeared to Abraham at the Oaks of Mamre, While he was sitting at the entrance of his tent during the heat of the day, he looked up and saw three men standing near him. When he saw them, he ran from the entrance of the tent to meet them, bowed to the ground and said, My Lord, if I have found favor with you, please do not go past your servant. Let a little water be brought that you may be able to wash your feet and rest yourselves under the tree. I will bring a bit of bread so that you may strengthen yourselves. This is why you have passed your servant's way. Later, you can continue on. Yes, they replied, do as you have said. So Abraham hurried into the tent and said to Sarah, quick, knead three measures of fine flour and baked bread. Abraham ran to the herd and got a tender choice calf and gave it to a young man who hurried to prepare it. Then Abraham took curds and milk as well as the calf he had prepared and set them before the men. He served them as they ate under the tree. Sarah laughs. Where is your wife Sarah? they asked him. There in the tent, he answered, The Lord said, I will certainly come back to you in about a year's time, and your wife, Sarah, will have a son. Now Sarah was listening at the entrance of the tent behind him. Abraham and Sarah were old and getting on in years. Sarah had passed the age of childbearing, so she laughed to herself. After I am worn out and my Lord is old, will I have delight? But the Lord asked, Abraham, did Sarah laugh, saying, can I really have a baby when I'm old? Is anything impossible for the Lord? At the appointed time, I will come back to you. And in about an a- in about a year, she will have a son. Sarah denied it. I did not laugh, she said, because she was afraid. But he replied, no, you did laugh. Abraham's plea for Sodom. The men got up from there and looked out over Sodom, and Abraham was walking with them to see them off. Then the Lord said, Should I hide what I'm about to do from Abraham? Abraham is to become a great and powerful nation, and all the nations of the earth will be blessed through him. For I have chosen him so that he will command his children and his house after him to keep the way of the Lord by doing what is right and just. This is how the Lord will fulfill to Abraham what he promised him. Then the Lord said, The outcry against Sodom and Gomorrah is immense, and their sin is extremely serious. I will go down to see what they have done, justifies the cry that has come up to me. If not, I will find out. The men turned from there and went towards Sodom while Abraham remained standing before the Lord. Abraham stepped forward and said, Will you really sweep away the righteous with the wicked? What if there are 50 righteous people in the city? Will you really sweep it away instead of sparing the space for the sake of the 50 righteous people who are in it? You cannot possibly do such a thing to kill the righteous with the wicked treating the righteous and the wicked alike you could not possibly do that won't the judge of the whole earth do what is just the lord said if i find 50 righteous people in the city of sodom i will spare the whole place for their sake then abraham answered since i have ventured to speak to my lord even though i am dust and ashes suppose the 50 righteous lack five Will you destroy the whole city for lack of five? He replied, I will not destroy it if I find forty-five there. Then he spoke to them again, Suppose forty are found there, he said, I will not do it on account of forty. Then he said, Let my lord not be angry, and I will speak further, suppose thirty are found there. He answered, I will not do it if I find thirty there. Then he said, Since I have ventured to speak to my Lord, suppose twenty are found there. He replied, I will not destroy it on account of twenty. Then he said, Let my Lord not be angry, and I will speak one more time. Suppose ten are found there. He answered, I will not destroy it on account of the ten. When the Lord had finished speaking with Abraham, he departed, and Abraham returned to his place. Now, before we get into the summary here, as I hit the wrong button, uh, I wanted to share a few things about this. Let me go back here to the very beginning of this verse, because I found a couple of things that I think will be a game changer for all of us here. Number one, the Lord appeared to Abraham at the Oaks of Mamre, while he was sitting at the entrance of his tent during the heat of the day. So I find this interesting. This is the heat of the day. This is when the most need is for someone to relax, conserve energy, maybe have a meal, and then go back out and work through the evening or continue traveling. So uh, I live in West Texas. It's very hot here during most of the year, uh, or at least a good chunk of the year. And so uh, I, too, understand that there's kind of this hour between 3 p.m., and 6 p.m. that's just incredibly hot and not worth doing anything outside unless you're willing to get a heat stroke. So let me pull this back up. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this scripture. I think it's absolutely beautiful and uh, the slides in the background really just take me there. So he has three visitors show up during the heat of the day. So he looks up and he saw three men standing near him. He ran from the entrance of the tent to meet them, and he bowed to the ground. So he knew that they were messengers. He knew they were from the Lord. And he knew maybe even one of them, it sounds like from the scripture, was actually God incarnate. And so he recognized visitors as the presence of God. And if you actually study a lot, Hebrew culture, uh, or Jewish culture rather, They revered guests as the presence of God. They wanted to serve them. It was such a high honor to have a guest in your home. And I wanted to kind of remind us all, like, when is the last time we had anyone over for dinner? And we served them at the highest level. You know, we're told so many times, you know, don't get taken advantage of. And we tell someone, hey, come over for dinner. And by the way, bring that casserole that you make. And while there's nothing wrong with that, this was certainly not really the culture back then. Uh, It was, you know, he told his wife, make bread. He went out, he found a a goat from their herd or a sheep. I can't remember which one it was. And asked to have it slaughtered and prepared it. And then he brought cheese and milk. Uh, You can imagine he's laying the bounty that he has that God has given him on the table for these gentlemen. And when is the last time we've done that? Because I think this idea of entertaining angels goes much deeper than simply handing money to a homeless person. And that was kind of the way that I was raised to look at this and believe this. And I think this is absolutely beautiful because he gives his whole self, his whole, he stops what he's doing that day and takes care of the guests. And then after that, he is able to speak with the Lord. He has given audience with the Lord, with God, because of his service, because uh, God is willing to hear, because he's laying his life out there for God. And God never got angry, no matter how many things he asked, because, and I believe, because you know, Abraham was righteous. He was uh, right there. He was ready to uh, father the nation. He was already prepared because he was a servant, his heart was there. His heart was aligned with what Christ came to fulfill later. And so if you look back and forth at scripture, there's a lot of this type of thing that goes on between Old and New Testament. So Abraham hurried into the tent and said, quick, need three measures of fine flour and baked bread. Then Abraham goes to the herd, Uh, he takes curds, he sets them before the men, he served them, as they ate under the tree, these men didn't even have to get up, they're relaxing under the tree. He brought them water immediately, took care of their needs, uh, got their feet washed, got them refreshed, and gave them not just basic human necessities but a high level of service that a lot of times we pay for at restaurants or resorts these days. So uh, then Sarah laughs, so he's talking with these men, he's serving them. He obviously knows they're from the Lord. I, you know, there's no indication in here whether he knew one of them was the presence of God or not, but he is, um, he's serving them. And so I find this really interesting when Sarah laughs, um, because the men gave him a word, they gave him a word, a word from the Lord. And so these are messengers, and and I believe, and the text indicates that they're actually angelic beings. They're they're men of God, or, or sons of God, or however you want to look at it. And there's a lot of debate on this whole scripture, but I just want you to take the core idea of what this was. It was immediate willingness to stop everything and serve, serve at the highest level, and be willing to interact with strangers on the behalf of God. And so he's serving them and then they give him a word, a word of your wife will be with child in one year when we come back. Um, And so it says, you know, the Lord told him this. So uh, the Lord said, I will certainly come back to you in about a year's time and your wife Sarah will have a son. Now Sarah was standing at the entrance of the tent behind him. So she laughs And goes oh well that's a real convenient time Lord you know now that I'm tired And I'm old yeah thanks for the convenience It it was kind of uh, you know uh, A mocking tone And, And we don't know if Sarah Knew this was the Lord talking Or if it was just known by Abraham and so This idea of Strangers Carrying The presence of God and our willingness To meet them where they are as God Meets us where we are You know, how many times do we even distrust a friend who asks for something? How many times do we look at the homeless on the street corner and go, I wish I could do more for them, but I've got to get to my meeting. And I just want us to take this deep into our heart because we looked at angelic beings on the last episode. We looked at these, you know, crazy looking, uh, prophetic, vision inducing spiritual beings. And there's another side of angels and another side of the presence of God that is much more sublime and subtle. And I think it's manifest here in the service to others, the high level of service to others, the ability to receive a word from others on the behalf of God, the ability to actually commune with God in the midst of that service and be allowed audience and questions And we know that we have all of that through the sacrifice of Christ, but when we walk this way, what a much more intimate walk we might have with God. And so a few takeaways that I think we should all write down, I know I did, that's why I put them here on the slides. Summary and takeaway to apply to our lives is the heat of the day, the time when travelers seek shade and rest, meeting others' needs immediately. When your needs are great, Others' needs are great. There are times and seasons that needs are higher than others. And others need service just as much as we do. Abraham's behavior contrasts with the immortality of the Sodomites. So, Abraham going out and serving. And, you know, we all know the story of Sodom and Gomorrah. And they weren't just committing sexual sin. They were uh, doing everything under the sun i mean you you can look at all of their sins you know i won't get into that today but he's contrasting that with this high level of service open arms and embracing the stranger on the road instead of taking advantage of the stranger on the road or ignoring the stranger on the road So his behavior is a high contrast to that. And then Sarah no longer experienced the cycle of women. God sets us back in cycle. What does that mean? So think about this. Abraham just was willing to serve. He had probably wanted a child for a very long time. And yet, instead of being sullen about it, he was just ready to serve. And so God's hand immediately puts his wife back in cycle. And God does that with us. She was able to bear a child because God put her back in cycle and we are able to bear the fruit for God because he puts us back in cycle. No matter what sins we've had, no matter how far we've walked away from God, no matter how bad the finances look or how dire the family situation or the health may look, God will put us back in cycle. So that we can bear good fruit. Sarah came to believe the promise and joined her husband in faith. Now this is what's really interesting. She laughs at first. She's not on board. She's not equally yoked with her husband. But through this interaction, through the service that Abraham had, through the interaction with the messengers, through communion with God, talking with God, receiving the word. She came to believe. And what a beautiful, beautiful thing. And then number five, God investigated the accusations thoroughly. As he is just. Guys, he always looks into our situations. He looks into others' situations. He doesn't act without being justified. And that's an amazing, amazing thing. And we can count on that all the time. So don't forget, God will put us back in cycle. Let's show up and serve with a joyful heart. I see so many people online with these doomsday messages and the warning of, you know, we're in the end times and all of this. And I just want to bring a message of hope and service and love and openness and oneness with God. Just oneness with God. That's why I believe in biblical meditation It's why I believe in vlogging my spiritual walk for you guys um, and really helping us all come to a, a level of life success together. This is not just about winning at business or winning at relationships. This is about winning and being the person that God says we are and becoming that true being. And that's a beautiful thing. So I hope you've enjoyed today. I'm going to say a quick prayer before I share a couple of other things with you. Father, thank you for today's message. Thank you for faith. Thank you for service. Thank you for showing us yourself and others. Thank you for showing us yourself and us. We just come to you and we ask your absolute hand over us. Help us to see those in need and run to them. Because we believe through that we'll receive a word from you and we will commune with you even deeper. We love you and we thank you. Amen. So thank you guys for joining today. A reminder, jump over to www.mybible.works. It's like social media for Bible study. It's all organized in topics. You can create your own topic over there. You can create your own groups. You can add friends and family. You can go and have a place where you can safely and openly study the Bible with each other and with me and together. Um, It's a fantastic place. You don't even have to listen to me over there. You can start your own group, post your own videos, build your own community, whatever you wanna do uh, within the, the biblical mission of this ministry, you are welcome to do over there. So go post, go share with others. Get into God online. This is not on another social media platform. It will not be taken down overnight. This is something I pay for and I push to try and give us a safe space online. Uh, So it's in effect decentralized from any other network. Uh, It's just for us guys. So go over there. Let's love our neighbor through that. And By the way, if you love this ministry as much as I do and you want to help support it, you can become a monthly partner at mybible.works slash all-courses. And uh, the first course included is my book, God-Given Gifts of Brilliance. It's a full course where you get to go through the book with me. I have the book in video form, and I also have the book Lessons over there. Uh, there are tons of videos for that. I can't even remember how many videos, but hours and hours and hours of content exclusive content where you get to go through my book with me so you get my new book as a download you get the book study and workshop there's going to be other workshops to be announced uh, coming up very soon and you'll continue to get those as long as you're a monthly partner flash zoom meetups is something we're going to start doing once we hit some of our support levels over there Uh, we'll be doing these zoom meetups uh, a couple of times a month just to chat with you guys hear what's going on um, and be in closer proximity to each other. And then you get first access to new books, swag, t-shirts, et cetera, whatever we end up doing with this. We want to make sure that we build a strong biblical community over there. So I love you guys so much. Thank you for being here. Um, don't forget, um, if you haven't jump over to mybible.works. supporting us means a ton. Thank you guys so much. Everything's down in the description. Um, And you can watch more playlists that I link up above, like the beginning of the video. So anyway, I hope you have a beautiful day. It's been a different offbeat one, but I hope that these Bible studies become a little more intimate like that, a little more offbeat, a little more diving into the word together and discovering stuff in real time together rather than me presenting something to you. So that's the goal of this. And then join me every other day for the vlog where you can join my spiritual walk Um, and just look into the laws of overflow there in the Bible every single day as I go on my journey and you go on yours. I love you guys. I hope you have a beautiful, beautiful day, and I will see you on the next one. Peace. Hey, My Bible Works Tribe, I hope you enjoyed that video. If you did, be sure and give it a big thumbs up and leave a comment down below with what you thought of it. Also, if you want to join us in a virtual campfire chat, jump on over to mybible.works. It's completely free and you can join a safe and open Bible study discussion with our global community.